and scene. Tonight on Hastings Vice and Community Outreach, Christmas edition. A saucy Santa sets about abusing merry miners on Hastings Pier. Catawalling carol singers are disturbing the peace and learn the error of their ways thanks to Terry Truncheon and Peter Pepper Spray. And also, some belligerent Boy Scouts cause Christmas carnage with their juvenile sausage antics at the Christmas market. First, we join PCs Jack Wanker and Dave Rapist as they are called to a potential breach of the peace at Hastings Premier Retirement Facility, Last Dawning Meadows. Newly divorced PC Dave Rapist takes up the story. It's a uh, repeat, actually. So yeah, we just arrived at the scene here at last dawn in Meadows. Uh, some of the old folks, obviously, just just trying to get a good night's sleep. We seem to have a lot of troublemakers, a lot of noise coming from what seems to be the Women's Institute carol singers, and it's bang out of order. These old folks don't want to be disturbed, and we just need to to put this to bed before it gets out of hand. And as always, PC Dave Rapist is accompanied by his faithful companion, Jack Wanker. Uh, uh, That's Wanker, actually. Yeah, uh, me me and Dave have been called to this facility. It's not the first time we've been called here, to be honest. I mean, the thing is, a lot of very elderly people, and if they don't don't sleep through the night, then unfortunately, sometimes they end up shitting the bed, and that's very unfortunate. So uh, we're here now to stop very unfortunate laundry incidents that might come about through them being woken up when they when they shouldn't be pcs rapist and wanker get to confront these menopausal menaces who are caterwauling the night away we wish you a merry christmas uh ladies so can we just have a quick word please we wish you a merry christmas you're gonna need to stop now it sounds like someone is strangling a cat we wish you a merry christmas this is your last warning i will taser you i will taser you in your fucking larynx mum and a happy So we've um we've uh, we've administered um the tasers and um the old ladies have stopped singing now so so we can actually Mr Muhammad who's in the in the apartment block there can actually get back to sleep and uh, he wasn't very interested in the the glory of the baby Christ so uh, mission mission accomplished on to another on to another incident no doubt these woeful warblers will have to wipe the dribble from their face having been lit up like Trafalgar Square's Christmas tree. Another job done for the intrepid Hastings Vice officers. And scene. Christmas, yeah. There's no refreshments on this line, and the toilets are blocked. People are pissing in their socks. 
to pass the time away, debased and inhumane, it's a southern ray of Christmas. Southern Rail will be cancelling more scheduled services than any other provider over the holiday period and leaving more and more passengers bereft and separated from their loved ones at this special time of year. So sing for you So you can hear my railway blues No more dignity to lose Wallow in my filth It's a southern rail Christmas And scene Some shifty Santa down from the big smoke has been manipulating miners at the end of Hastings Pier Dave Rapist and Jack Wanker are on hand to investigate these sordid shenanigans. It's uh, a, a piece, actually. So anyway, yeah, me and Jack have decided that the best way to tackle this potential paedophile is for one of us to go undercover. And due to his boyish good looks, uh, earlier today, Jack went along to the Peacock's boys department to buy some uh, suitable attire. It's, uh, it's, it's Wanker, actually. Um pretty uncomfortable um i'm wearing um we we went to um peacocks and we got some little boy little boy clothes and um here i am like a a normal prepubescent child and i'm going to go in now and i'm going to sit on santa's knee as an adult and i'm going to be um i'm going to have my truncheon at the ready and uh any 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 reported uh sort of incidents uh happen i will be um not afraid to take him to task jack wanker approaches the rosy faced fiend to try and catch him in the despicable act you shouldn't touch me there ho 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 on your way little boy Who's the next child who wants to sit on Santa's knee? Uh, I, I'm next Santa. I'm, I'm, I'm Jack Wanker. I'd like to sit on your knee. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, Jack, you're awfully heavy. You are a big boy, aren't you? Yeah, it's pretty uncomfortable on here, actually. Oh, I'm not surprised. You're possibly squeezed into those little shorts. I would mind getting inside those shorts myself. Yes, Santa. They're very excited about Christmas, actually. And what would you like for Christmas, Master Wanker? I'd like you to take your thumb out of there, anyway, for starters. Ho, ho, ho! Mrs Claus often says that herself! No, you need to stop touching me there now. Oh, it's only some merriment, little boy! No, you need to stop touching me now. I'm a police officer. You need to stop touching me... Well, the... Stop that now. Ho, ho, ho. Let me just remove my thumb. Luckily, Dave Rapist is on hand to help his compromised colleague. Get your thumb out of my colleague's arsehole. Get your thumb out of his arsehole now. I will pepper spray you, Santa. I will pepper spray you. The bearded, belligerent buggerer has been blasted by the potent pepper spray and will no longer be abusing those little boys on the watch of Hastings Vice. 
Unseen! Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stars of the Backroom, the BBC Radio 4 documentary where we shine a light on the unsung heroes from the golden age of the silver screen. And I have the pleasure of being joined today by Freddie Wolfenden, known of course, infamously, as Freddie the Wolf back in the day. Hello, Freddie. Hello. Now, Freddie, your, your long and varied career, of course, most famously was spent at Soho Pictures, Inc., where you were in the, the very sort of specialised um, art, I think it was an art, of, of naming the films, naming the pictures. Yes, that was a specialist subject that I, I performed. Now, Freddie, can you remember what your very first title you named was? Oh, one, one doesn't forget one's first uh, first experience. And uh, mine came to me by uh, happen chance that uh, the gentleman I was an apprentice for unfortunately died. Uh, it was an unfortunate incident with a gas stove and uh, his head. And uh, unfortunately, mm. he, he passed away. And uh, there I was, thrust, thrust into the throng of the matter. And uh, they gave me a picture to, to watch. And uh, it's about a vegetable growing competition, about a gentleman who uh, produced large marrows. And uh, I think I know the film. But yes, I'm sure you do. It's quite, it's quite famous in this time. I mean, it's a very drab, drab, drab picture. But um, I was, I was, uh, you've got to name this, Freddie, they say. You've got to name this. And uh, there I was, trying to to name this picture trying to name this picture and the whole day came and went and we were all upset about Arthur anyway because he killed himself and um, I went home and I I had I had I had I had I had just the idea of the film going it would go round and round and round and round in my head and um Anyway, it was very late in the evening. I'd had a couple of sherries. I'd got I'd retired to bed and um, I was sound asleep, sound asleep. And then all of a sudden, I bolt upright, stiff as you like, in the bed, bolt upright. And um, a friend of mine was staying with me, actually, Tristan. Tristan was staying with me, and he, uh, he said, Oh, Freddie, what's the matter? And I said, Tristan, don't worry yourself. And I said, What a whopper. And he looked at me queer-like, and I said, What a whopper. And he, he again, he looked at me strange. He was only staying for the one night. I'd only met him earlier in the evening. And um, I, I, I looked around for something to write, write with, and I had a, an old mascara pencil. Just a little stub of a mascara pencil by the side of the bed, and um, I had a. I, I always had always had a lot of toilet paper and toilet rolls by the side of the bed as well. And I I tore off a sheet because you didn't like to waste it. Tore off just one sheet, and I wrote on there with this little pencil, as best I could. What a whopper! What a whopper indeed! And that was the name. That was the first one. Now, Freddie. You are such a legend, Freddie the Wolf, such a legend uh, when it comes to naming pictures from this era. I just want to run you through a list of films I've, I've got here, and I just want to confirm if you if you did I've, actually name them. I, I, I've never forgotten a film I've named, so yes, yes, certainly. So just let me take you through a few. Um, so so there was Take One for the Boys. Yes, absolutely. That was a, a post-the-war. That was a bit of a drive on uh, helping out soldiers who were returning home. Of course, classic film. Um, Big Bertie's Bathtime Bonanza. Yes, that was a public hygiene film, but that was um, it was a, had a popular uh, rotund comedian of the time, uh, Charlie Chappy Cheeks uh, was in that. He 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 starred. She'll do you for a threepence. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it was about a barber in Soho. Come along for Daddy. No, that sounds absolutely disgusting. That's not one of mine. Okay, and. Mabel MacDonald and the Spunk Butter Gang. Yes, I did all the Spunkies, all of them. 
Yes, so just to remind our listeners at home, the Spunkies were a collection of films based on on this this group of characters. Yes, the uh, Spunk Butter Gang. It was a, a a bunch of juveniles, although some of them were not quite so juvenile. If you if you take what I mean, um, uh, and I met them all. Um, but yes, Enid Blyton, who had who had written some popular uh, fiction, she was an evil old witch, and she was holding out for a much bigger royalty when they wanted to make films about. I think it was the was it the Famous Four or something like that. The Famous Five is a famous, famous five. collection of books. Oh, and the, uh, the Secretive Seven and Secret all, seven, all yes. that sort of shit. Um, so, anyway, she wouldn't let us make the films, uh, the company I was working for, uh, so they came up with their own gang of uh, uh, intrepid detective children, uh, aided by the aforementioned... In, in the first one Mabel McDonald yes Mabel McDonald who was a an old character actress um, she was there as a bit of a chaperone really I mean some of the children weren't as young as perhaps they should have been so they did need a little bit of watching over um, but collectively the films that they were made they were known as the Spunkies uh, and, and I, I, I saw oversaw all of the Spunkies and I believe there was a, a problem with uh, royalties and, and a copyright infringement uh, alleged copyright infringement from the American music industry is oh, that yes the Yangs didn't like it at all I mean we'd made we'd made seven pictures and by that time most of the spunkies were uh, certainly no longer juvenile I mean the the uh, the, uh, the oldest one was Tristan who I'd, uh, you know I'd met before um, he's quite strapping quite a strapping young man mm. and the last film it was about uh, Tristan had a main part in it he was thrusting his 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 main part of the film was he was a singer and they'd formed a rock band because it was the time it was the time it was the 60s of course and uh, it was known as Hey Hey We're the Spunkies which I thought as a name I thought this is great this is great this is going to get the kids this is going to get bums on seats and that's what I like is bums on seats that's my personal measure of success in bums I always measure everything in bums and uh, bums on seats bums in general that's success but uh, no, the Yanks didn't go for that at all. Terrible, terrible time. So of course, no one ever saw that marvellous film here, here with the Spunkies. And Freddie, I believe after that you made one final picture before you retired. Yes, I do like to think that I made them, even though I only named them. But you're right. I, had, I was responsible for one more picture. I had one more chance. I remember the, uh, the boss of Soho Pictures called me in and he said, Freddie... You've, 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 you've been good to us over the years. We're entrusting this with you. And uh, I went down to the screening room and I watched this picture and there was Tristan being covered, covered in glorious April showers. And I, I remember I, I looked and I thought, glorious golden shower. And I just thought, that, that's what I'm going to call it again. Like my first film, a little mascara pencil I always had with me, just for little touch-ups. And there I was. I wrote it. I wrote it on a bit of paper, yeah, which I, which I always had a lot of toilet paper in my pocket as well. So I wrote it on a little paper, and I said, "Glorious golden shower." No, no. 1962 England wasn't ready for that. So, did, I, did some of the film executives read something untoward into that innocent title? I, I, I couldn't tell you. Something left a bad taste in someone's mouth, and the uh, the Crown Prosecution Service was involved. It showed in one cinema for one night, and they queued round the block. There, all these gentlemen queued round the block. There were so many of them, strange fellows. 
strange fellows I'd never seen them before in Soho but it was very popular for that one night um, but then no it was never allowed to be shown again and uh, after that you, you sort of left the industry under something of a uh, something of a cloud it's a young man's game and there I was at 47 and I thought it's time I shall retire now I shall take my afternoon sherry I shall go to the you know go to the local bars and I shall just live out my life and, and here we are 45 years later and uh, it's been quite a retirement I can tell you Freddie Wolfenden the famous the infamous Freddie the Wolf thank you very much for your time thank you very much and scene Libra Peast and Wanker have to bring in line some boisterous Boy Scouts who are bobbing their breakfast in Bavarian beer at Hastings annual German Christmas market. A Bavarian businessman updates the constables on what's been occurring on the ground. Oh, what a surprise. All these young scouts coming in and taking advantage of the big steins of lager. Oh, my clients were quite shocked. For anyone to put so much meat in a glass, it's obscene. Yes, we, we've, we, uh, we've just arrived here at uh, Hastings Christmas German Market and we've got these reports of Boy Scouts, uh, particularly at the older age, uh, of Boy Scouts are talking lads of you know 15, 16, 17 years old and they've been going around and they've been dropping their penises into the uh, you know glasses of lager of unsuspe- unsuspecting patrons and uh, obviously that's completely out of order and we need to make sure we stop them and this never happens again Jack Wanker has to step forward and take these young charges in hand to stop their batons abusing any more points of that lovely German lager. Alright lads, um, I just need you to zip up and move away from the tables, move away from everyone's pints of lager. Everyone's had a lot of fun, it's Christmas, you know, little baby Jesus and all that, but just think of the little baby Jesus and put it back in your pants and just move along. These terrible tumultuous teens who are eroticised egotists have comprehended the caution of our committed constables and have put their penises back in their pants. And scene.